Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode is a change of pace, and it's not just Joe and I. It's an interview with someone who has a real-life marketing challenge, someone that, in his own words, has run a few rodeos. In this episode, we had the absolute pleasure of speaking with Andy Lord, the founder of Credersi, a high-growth, disruptive education and training platform. It's a question that growth-hungry entrepreneurs, startups, scale-ups, and those with growth within their sites have often asked. What's the right way to grow? Creating an in-house marketing team or working with an agency? I'm Joe Glover, founder of The Marketing Meetup, a global community that connects and educates over 20,000 marketers in the most lovely way possible. Everything we do, we do it to put the human beings we help first. I'm Richard Wood. I lead the marketing agency Six and Flow. I've worked in marketing for around 19 years now, and I'm a massive believer in that marketers should be trying to engage with people on a human level, not just treating them as leads and numbers in a spreadsheet. Last time I saw you two together, you were both speaking at the marketing meetup. So um, it's funny that you sort of come on the same the same night. You know, funny that... uh, yeah. Well, if you remember, because I, I kind of tell a lot of people this story about putting yourself out there. Mm. Um, you and I met because you were looking for some space in Manchester, and I said, yeah. you know, what? Come and if called Nations offices, you'll do it. You can have it for free. It'd be my pleasure. And you came, and you're the first person that I've met in a long time that having looked the gift horse in the mouth then said nah do you know what it's probably not <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what i tell you what and so i thought oh fair, fair play good luck i hope your first meet, i hope your first meeting in manchester crashes and bombs now then and um and then you said i said listen if ever you want anyone to turn up last minute and blah 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 give me a yeah. shout i think you'd have been let down by somebody and you said could you turn up and do this session and talk to a lot of marketeers. I'm like, yeah, of course, thinking to myself, what on earth am I gonna do? And I put my slides together and they were all like pictures from Banksy. I remember, I've still got the slide deck, right? They were all pictures from Banksy. And I had this like <laughs> random stuff. And then, I, and then I had Billy Connolly talking about don't swear in front of your audience and all of that. <laughs> and Rich was there, I'd never met Rich. And uh, I had the envious task of going before him and I could see when I looked at his slide deck that he was looking through. His were all beautiful and HubSpot and <laughs> all the graphics of that. And I'm thinking, I tell you what, you better be funny, Andy, because your content is crap. <laughs> and then um, we, we swapped handshakes. He said, wow, I'll follow that then. And then his was brilliant. And I was like trying to sneak off in the corner. And I said, wow, let's keep in touch. And now my daughter works with Rich. So that whole serendipity thing is beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. It is Charlie, Charlie's, Charlie's absolutely smashing it. She's doing really well. Yeah. Yeah, she loves it. She absolutely She's loves it. Much, much, much better marketer than you, then. Uh, I don't doubt it. <laughs> and the, and of course, you'd expect, wouldn't you, with the question that I've asked, that my daughter would be the first person to come to me to um, saying I could come and do this for you again, Dad. And what she actually <laughs> said was, "Do you want me to walk you through our points-based system so you know how much you're going to spend?" <laughs> <it?"> <laughs> so that's that's the training coming full circle. Well done, Charlie. 
so yeah. I think I think you've segued us beautifully into the, the the starting question then, Andy. So you you called out both Joe and I on a LinkedIn post because you've posed the question. So I think you're relatively speaking starting your marketing journey with your business, your new business now, Credersi, and you you're posing the question: Do you want to go? Should you be going down the agency route? So like hiring in um and kind of or drafting in consultative talent or bringing that talent in the business um and like hiring so agency or hiring in a nutshell yeah, yeah so why like why are you why are you at that point now so give us a bit of background into credersi so like why why are you at the start of your journey not, not why you're at the start because obviously you're at the beginning because that's why you're at the start but like why are you now thinking about growing out that marketing piece um okay so we spent the last six months, this six months, June to December, with a retained PR company. And I'd had a bit of a vision that before we did lots of inbound or outbound marketing, I wanted to people people to know who we were. Because um, we got some very cool stories to tell about the, 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 the journey that my business has been on, that Credersi has been on. So I, I went for, let's do some brand awareness stuff. Um, and I worked with this very clever guy who got me across all sorts of media all over the world, actually. So beyond my expectations. And I don't know whether it directly brought any new customers, but what it did was cement the relationship with the customers that I have. Um, we did lots of shout outs for them as well. So they enjoyed you did branded, branded golf balls as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, brand new golf balls. Is, is. <laughs> Listen, we went all out this year with, with the hoodies. And if you guys haven't got one, you need to have one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so we didn't do customer acquisition. That, that actually fell to me. So our marketing was about brand awareness. Um, this year or next year, 2022, uh, I, I, I can't personally afford the time to be our customer acquisition specialist. And the people that I've hired into the business, there's only 15, 16 of us, people that I've hired into the business are at full capacity. Now, I know that that full capacity doesn't last, right? If it, if it did, we wouldn't be having the conversation. So I need to start thinking about customer acquisition in maybe quarter three of next year and doing it in a nice way rather than a blunt instrument kind of way. Um, and so that, that was the catalyst of the conversation. And to be fair, I have most of these conversations in my own head, which is where all of the conversations start and finish, right? <laughs> right. That's the curse of being a founder. Like, out of interest, Andy, like, this isn't your first rodeo in terms of business stuff. So do you feel like you're able to almost accelerate having these these conversations in your own head uh, a lot sooner than you would have done the first or second time around? Are you, are you sort of approaching things a little bit differently this time? Yeah, yeah because one of the dilemmas was last my last rodeo mm -hmm. where I learned loads and I'm very grateful for that journey. Uh, I definitely was making most of it up as I went along, which is kind of fine as a, it's a perfect science, right? You can't be wrong because you just made it up. Um, and I hired actually my daughter to come and work for me. Uh, and I suddenly realized that she was looking to me to guide her with what we wanted. And I was also making that up. So trying to teach somebody to follow my imagination and then go and execute on it was was tough. It was a great kind of learning curve for her. So I know the things that I don't want to do and I know the things that I do want to do, mm -hmm. but I don't know the answer to the to the question, which is why I went and reached out to the experts and thought maybe there is a sweet science in all of this uh, or, or maybe not. So what, what made you, so last rodeo, what made you yeah. hire internally? 
So like, why, why did you go down that route? Uh, because most of the things that we were doing was reactive. Yeah. We had, we had a, we built a phenomena, you know, I have to say, I'm very proud of it. We built a phenomena and, uh, when you're in the eye of the storm of the phenomena, um, I think I came and met you actually, Rich, and we talked about planning three or six months ahead. And in my brain, that inner voice was saying, you know, I'm planning three and six minutes ahead. So mm -hmm. three and six months, I, I don't have the capacity for it. So at least I have somebody kind of sat in the room with me and then this, whatever this is happens, I can say, okay, I want to jump on that. You know, I, I look back at that and some of that was a brilliant decision-making process and some of it was just frenetic and chaos. And I'm sure both of you can associate with that, but you don't have time in the moment. And what I have decided I'm going to do is give myself some time to do the next thing around marketing and, and branding and all that. I'm going to do it with a plan and some strategy. So I've kind of written my own skeleton one. Yes. And now I need to decide what's the best way to execute on it. So in... In in your last role, and from from what I know of you, you are like you've used the word like phenomenon. I'm not I'm not going to say you necessarily your own Thank phenomenon, you. but but you are you are um, you are the brand like essentially. So like I before I knew of your last business, I knew of you as a person, and therefore that's associated. And that's like a conversation that Joe and I have had many many times on this podcast around the transition that founders go through from you are the brand, you are building the company in your image, and then you transition. You like actually that's a really fucking bad idea because I'm not perfect. And then yeah. you I, maybe 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 you are Andy, but we're not. No 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 no. Listen, um, I I'm, <laughs> I have that. I've, I also know that right. That that's a really inhibiting place to be if you yep. are if you are your own company i mean it's exhausting to start with it also mm. doesn't enable other people in the team to put their foot forward and become bigger and better i've hired people like the all of the books tell you i've hired people who are better than me but what they don't have is the same insatiable ego as i have and therefore i listen to their thoughts and then say if i had two percent of andy lord on that then that's going to be even better right this time right that's part, that's part of that strategic thinking is to make sure that other people get to become synonymous with the brand of credosi so yeah you're 100 percent right that, that <laughs> so what and well, thank you for acknowledging that you knew me before you knew the brand that see that has done wonders for my day already i think it was a, a, a crime watch special at that point maybe <laughs> the um so so you're saying like you, you've you've got a sketched out strategy so what what is what is the end point like where are you trying to get to with marketing specifically. Uh, yeah. So this is going to sound like I'm blowing smoke at you now, but so I'd never heard of HubSpot before I met you, not really. Uh, and then I went and read kind of a lot of books about funnel marketing and inbound marketing, all of those things that I thought actually were marketeer speak as an excuse to charge loads of money because here's a science that we know that you don't. And then totally fell in love with the idea of engaging people and taking them on a journey and being part of the story and, and kind of not jumping all over people to buy from you. Uh, I think I used to do that sometimes kind of naturally. I think that, you know, that's the, some sales people have that, but also, I also used to do use a sledgehammer to crash a nut to crack a nut type sales. So to answer your question specifically, what I want is people to see the amazing stuff that we do be engaged with it, feel like they can contribute. I don't mean to the journey of Credersi, but to our products and the things that we've developed. Uh, we're doing a lot of work in COVID testing, believe it or not. And that has been absolutely fascinating. Uh, and we've been working with a client who said, 
if I can pitch in and tell you what I want you to train our people in, I'll buy as many as you can give me, which is like your dream, right? Hmm. But I kind of, so I'm taking that as a, as a model to say, we've got other products and services and I'd like the end result that customers feel like they can contribute to what we're doing because then we're per creating a, a perfect product for them to buy. And then if you cut through all of that bullshit, that's not bullshit, but you cut through all of the words. What I want is my phone to ring with people to say, I, I love what you do and I've followed your story and I'd like to buy some products off you, please. That's um, beautifully segued into and what probably where we should have started is what a Credersi do. Like give, it, give us that piece first. Uh, okay. So if you look at credersi.com, you'll see this wonderful video that we've put up there which is like my pitch deck to clients uh, so real fast in my previous gig when lockdown happened and i'm not trying to have the monopoly on feeling sorry myself sorry for myself but it totally transformed the training industry we were a high touch hands-on classroom-based training organization that immediately like everybody else had to pivot to be mac screen first whatever your preferred tool of choice is right and everybody said that what we were doing was brilliant. We won awards. Uh, and I kept thinking I'm the only person in the room that thinks it's dreadful. The whole Zoom fatigue uh, that we've you know, I've written articles, you probably have as well, all of that. If I flip it to me, uh, I'm sure my mum calls me a fidget. I think a doctor would say I've got ADHD, right? I'm sure now these days that that's what you'd be, I'd be on Ritalin now, wouldn't I? And instead of having coffee and getting wired, so I'm kind of enjoying all of that. <laughs> um, that whole trying to capture people's uh, attention and imagination, where you undoubtedly, if you're going to train them, you are going to do it like this, right? You, mm. you are going to do it over a screen. There's no escaping that. Um how do I build something that is super engaging? That was the challenge that I gave to myself. So when I took my well-documented year off and riding motorbikes and blah, we've heard it all before, right? Um, what I also did was Google to death what could be the most engaging platform. And as sometimes serendipity happens, I found my mates at Pixel Max uh, were building a virtual world, a virtual platform for people to meet in. So people say like a like um, a competitor to hop in, but but absolutely definitely not. Built on a gaming engine, and if you're gamers, it's built on the Unreal gaming engine, which is the product nice. that Fortnite is built on. So it's like super realistic. They are building meeting places and and virtual office space and stuff. And I went and approached them and said, "Would you build me a virtual campus? Could we do the same thing so that people from all over the world could engage in a really cool campus setup?" have things to do outside of scheduled class time and make it to be a place that felt like I could build a community. And I know that that's like the most overused word on LinkedIn, but actually for me, it was really important. Um, and they said, yeah, pay me and we'll pay us and we'll do it. We're a startup. We've just got loads of funding. We're really cool, innovative. It's not our core business. So we'll do it once for you. So we've built uh and again, on the website, I'm not saying that because I'm sure you'll edit it out, right? But if you look at it, you'll get a great idea of the concept of what it is. Uh, and so version one is it's a 3D world that you don't need VR goggles to explore. There's yoga classes in there. There's different classrooms. There's uh, Easter eggs hidden so people can go and explore the world. I actually said that to one of the project managers that were building it. And she said, why do you want Easter eggs? And I'm like, because <laughs> I'm and she said, 
surely it will only be a surprise at Easter. And I'm like, no, go and look at And so we do training in science and technology, but I, and we do it currently all the teams, right? And so it feels like a bit of an oxymoron, but I know that that's not where the journey finishes for me. So in January, maybe February, when it's good enough, you'll enter our Quidersi world. And then when Zuckerberg uh, announced that he was buying every URL with the word metaverse in it, I don't know whether you ever saw that, right? He, and I went out and bought the educationmetaverse.com before he did, right? <laughs> so my education metaverse is a place where students can come to learn in a platform. But also, I've signed up my first franchisee yesterday. Um, so we're going to get other training partners who don't perhaps have the reach and the brand of Andy Lord and Credersi to jump on that world. And I'm going to build it out. And, and on the video, you'll see this morning, I was supposed to be going to see UA92, Gary Neville's um, university. Right. And for one reason or another, it's been put back to like January the 5th. And I put them in there and I want to encourage them to do the same. So I'm building a platform for learning. I'm doing really, really good stuff around learning. And I'm using brilliant uh, technology to engage an audience like they've never been done before. Is that is that succinct enough? Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's huge, okay. man. So how, you know, so the scenario which you described where someone picks up the phone and, and says to you, you know, Andy, I think you're cool. I think what you're doing is cool. Let's yeah. work what's, yeah. what's the ask that they sort of say? Do they say, you know, I want to uh, put my class on the platform? Do they say, uh, I want to be a, a student that sort of engages with it? I mean, how, how would like a, a customer sort of like engage with the platform? Yeah, yeah great question. So in my last rodeo, yeah. uh, we were B2C and B2B. B2C is very hard yards. In the world that I'm in, finding someone to, to part with five or six grand or whatever the course costs, mm -hmm. uh, and then expect a job at the end of it, which is the only reason why someone should do it, by the way. I, you know, I'm a massive advocate for that. I had to build an army of people that were capable of finding those uh, students a job. And in my tenure there, we were very honest. So we did software developers. And it's interesting, the branding of the company that I used to work with has changed. Mine was not everybody can be a software developer because clearly that is true. And it's been flipped on its head to be everybody can be a developer. And I know that that can't be true, right? Because um, I, I can't be one. Um, <laughs> and so it's not B2C. So then the B2B is you either love the courses that, we're, that we've built and you can see some value. So back to the stuff that we're doing in laboratories. We've built uh, what we call an express course. How do you train people so that they can work safely in a laboratory where there's millions and millions of pounds worth of equipment without letting them loose in the laboratory. Well, it feels like you can't. Well, we we have done. Uh, so the lab world, uh, and labs don't have to just be COVID testing. Uh, there's lots of labs in oil and gas and geology and you, know, you name it and tobacco products and so on and so forth. There's a real shortage in the market for what's a lab technician because it's kind of entry level and it's always been the preserve of you go to university to become a lab technician mm. or you come from abroad. So Brexit, COVID, perfect storm for a, a skills gap. So you might you might have a lab and you need people. And rather than go and try and recruit from that very small pond, you can train people. So you, that might be a, a customer call that we get. Uh, we work with a really cool software testing company 
Rock, I can give him a shout out because he's all over the press, who said, <laughs> one of the things that we can't find are software testers. And we said, well, we'll create you an academy. If you give me a volume order, we'll create an academy. We'll, we built a bespoke training program. Uh, and they'll take 50 people a year and then we'll, wi we'll widen that to the software testing community. Um, and then we're doing some really, really innovative stuff uh, with a product called RDK, Romeo Delta Kilo. Nobody knows what it is, except it's definitely in your house right now. So if you've got Sky or Netflix, uh, mm -hmm. the, the connected device world is run on a, a software called RDK. RDK are owned by Comcast. They're the people that own Sky. Wow. They have this global network of people that implement their software. Uh, and we've, we're the global training partners for that. Uh, and when Skyglass TV came out just recently, if you've not seen the adverts, you must have, right? Uh, the model for Sky has changed. So they've gone from dishes on your roof to a smart TV, right? It's all done by uh, broadband speed. 5G is going to enable that to happen on a worldwide scale. But their model is a little bit like the Apple App Store, right? So you, with, a, with a smart TV, you've got no storage, right? You, there is no memory for it. So you have to stream all of the content and they've got a nice interface that plucks content from other providers. If you want to be a provider on Sky, you have to join their app store. If you want to join their app store, you have to build your interface in a product called Lightning and we're the global training partners for Lightning, right? So it's all, all really nice. Um, so you either buy what we've already got and you love it and you engage with us because we're great at training you've got an innovative idea that you want to put together a training course for, or you want to buy some space. So I'm actually a virtual real estate salesman. I never thought I would ever say that, but other people are doing it. And it turns out that so am I. Um, so we're building a cinema on there for one of our clients to be able to, to showcase some of their product. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? But brilliant, like brilliant. It feels like it's all of the things that I've learned on the journey have culminated into right into a sweet spot of that is the most bonkers thing I've ever heard of, but it's also beautiful. Who is it you're selling to though? So like the individuals within these companies, who are you targeting? Um, I mean, it's the standard answer, which is C-suite, depending on the structure of the company. Uh, learning and development, if the organization is big enough and lucky enough to have their own department, We've also got our apprenticeship license uh, for science. So anyone that might handle that, who wants to get rid of their apprenticeship levy, but then in the stuff that we're doing with RDK, we're, we're working with like the, the, C, the C-suite of tech innovators in their business. So right, right up at the upper echelons so far. That's interesting. and And, when you have your conversations with them so you know there's there's a challenge that's going through in my mind which is it seems like you've got you've got the world at your fingertips and actually sometimes specificity helps you know because like you know you can sort of say i do this very specific thing so like yep. when you go in and say about the totality of it the folks kind of go whoa you know when you're pitching do you almost have to be super specific so they kind of yep. get it or you know is that is that how you're you're, you're sort of oh, okay. I've got some great examples. I spoke to one of the founders of an, uh, a huge white goods online retailer. 
mm-hmm. that I know personally, right? <laughs> and walked him through what we were doing. And he very kindly said, listen, send me your pitch deck and I'll have a conversation with you. And I know he's definitely too busy to do that. And he probably has 40 layers below him yeah. uh, that would probably deal with that. So I was grateful for the terrible feedback that he gave me, which is, <laughs> and I quote, I have no fucking idea what any of this is about. And therefore I can see no reason to be involved in it. Right. right. And I kind of swallowed hard and went, wow, but thank you for the feedback, right? There's a moment to go and refine your pitch. Um, I don't mind using this brand. So I pitched Uber Eats on, what day is it today? Thursday, Tuesday, I was with Uber Eats and they were brilliant. I put a LinkedIn post up and listen, if anybody wants to understand the power of LinkedIn, I'm all over it, right? That's why I'm sat with you guys. But um, in in the video that if you look through it, the final shot is in the cafeteria, right? The money shot is in the cafeteria. Uh, and my vision is that people who are in the virtual world uh, will meet in that cafeteria. It's got nice tech in it where you can have video chat, you can have text to chat, you can pick up the phone or in version two, which is only like quarter two of next year, your avatar will be in there. It isn't the kind of stuff that Zuckerberg's done. It's not that cool yet your representation of you that could just be a circle with your name above it right so that we all know who are in and then there's the bump to chat feature i know you're there i can go and bump and it'll give you a little nudge right Uh, and the cafeteria is our meeting place we've got some guest speakers lined up it'd be great by the way you too i'm sure you would Uh, but we've got scientists and we've got um yeah some real cool things happening we also do an online yoga class that will will beam through the on fridays And I wanted the idea to be that you're in the online cafeteria, you're in the metaverse, but you're also sat at home or in your office. And wouldn't it be nice to do that social thing that as tribes we always should try to do, which is break bread together, have a sandwich or have a coffee. Wouldn't that be beautiful? And then I thought, why would I not ask Uber Eats to feature on my metaverse where that when people go in the cafeteria, depending on the IP address, they would be served local content. So you see the local menu you can get. And we can say, shall we have lunch at one? And you have yours delivered to your house and I have mine delivered to my house or home. And we can be sat here eating and drinking together, but we could also be sat there pretending to eat and drink together. So I pitched Uber Eats and they loved it. I've got to say, they're kind of just like, wow, this is amazing. And And the guy that I spoke to said, I think you might be three or four years ahead of the curve here. And I said, I remember that story like we all do when uh, Netflix arrived and people said, people will never want to stream movies. I kind of like going and getting a physical thing. So the answer to your question is, I I have to be a bit specific. I have to tailor my message to the audience. Not everybody cares about my Uber Eats story, uh, although everyone does like it, but not everyone cares about it. The customers care about if I spend money with you, will the people that you train be better than they were before they met you? Will they then be efficient for my business? That kind of, that's one model. Mm. But the software testing company said, we can't find any, right? And we are a consultancy. We deploy them on other people's sites. And there's a swell of need for us. And it's stilted by our ability to find people. So we speak about how we design training courses. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, so, so on, the, on the marketing side, so if we jump into like the, the overall questions, I think we've got like a good breadth and depth of, of what you're trying to do and what the product is now. But if we jump into like the options, so like, hiring or bringing on an agency when you say yeah. hiring yeah uh, what what level are you talking about are you talking about bringing in a marketing intern that's going to pump some blogs out and like listen to you like what you're talking about or are you talking about going and getting like a marketing director who's then going to build a team um probably somewhere between the two which is like the worst okay. answer ever right yeah. um so i know that we create amazing content every day if you've ever watched breaking bad which you're bound to have at some point, right? The Credersi HQ looks like a scene from Breaking Bad because part of our uh, training it's, it's not the, the end scene where everybody's dead, is it? <laughs> no, no, it feels like it might be. Um, we, we send out science kits. So again, part of my vision was I like cooking, right? And I enjoy having um, Mindful Chef delivered. And I like the idea that I now no longer choose what I'm going to get, it arrives and I cook it. And I like the challenge of here's food I might never have created and here's ingredients I might never have used. And I can, I'm good at cooking. So I like that. Right. And I thought if I'm going to get into science, surely one of the things that I want to do is play with kits. Right. So why does nobody send out a science kit? So we do, we send out a science kit all tested to make sure there's nothing explosive. And, but you get a lab coat and glasses and you get uh, pipettes and all of those things delivered. If you do one of our, uh, courses so you can see right as the marketeers in you thinking oh my god there's so much great content there and blah 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 right that's just like one of the things that we do um we do nothing in terms of blog writing you're right right now uh, i'm teaching people my team to use linkedin so we're getting better at linkedin um um so we've got daily content that we can put out we've got great stories that we are creating and crafting um that could make for blogs and so on and so forth. But we don't do anything really with our HubSpot engine. We've got loads of data that we're capturing and we're going to get more and more and more as people come into our, the education metaverse.com. <laughs> Thank you, Zuckerberg, right? Um, <laughs> so, so we've got that and that would be a cheap and cheerful, right? I could go and get an intern or a, or a junior marketeer to say just follow this and do what we did which is what i did last time right that's what exactly what i did last time be reactive but mm. what i actually want to do is have a, a strategy that says we're going to talk and engage with our customers and take them on the journey i know i said that earlier and that isn't somebody who it's their first rodeo if you've never done that before you can't possibly decide that you're going to do it so kind of one of my questions back to you was Imagine I was going to bring somebody in house for a second, which I'm kind of open-minded about what we do. Genuinely, it's a genuine dilemma that I've got. 
do you find somebody who has been uh, worked in an agency or worked in a corporate who doesn't want the stress and pressure and blah, 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 and is a bit of a jack of all trades? And if you do, how much does that person cost you? Or is that like the stupidest idea? And actually what you need is a blend of two. And so, so would I bring somebody in that was more senior? Yeah, because I know a whatever the salary is, 20, 25 grand person wouldn't have the gray hair to be able to also do some planning. They'd be probably amazing at creating cool footage. So I like my, my view, so obviously I run an agency and this is gonna like, obviously everybody's expecting me to kind of fall in that camp. My view on it is we only ever have successful relationships with clients when there is somebody who owns marketing on the side. And it's very rarely the owner, founder, operator, because you're, like you said before, like you're pulled in like a million different directions. Mm. So my, my initial gut feel on this stuff is that you bring somebody in, but it has to be somebody in who is experienced and confident enough to also play the bullshit filter from Andy Lord to actually producing the marketing stuff so it has to be somebody who can translate your vision and turn that into reality now the more senior you go the less hands-on they're going to be right because obviously they need thinking time they need to actually have time to put like thoughts down on paper okay what is the strategy what are we doing in q1 okay what's the right wider roadmap so when you get to that point they're then going to have less time to actually do the social, create workflows, like send out email campaigns. And that's where that relationship between agency and and internal starts to come into play. So like when I saw your original question, obviously it's like a, like a super like loaded, nuanced question with all sorts of questions, which is why we spent nearly 40 minutes asking you about like your business. But for each one of those, the, for me, the ideal relationship is that you actually end up with both but you start with the internal. Because if you bring in an agency, be it our agency or any other agency, we're gonna spend a lot of time actually helping you translate what that vision is. But you already have some of that vision, so what you need is someone to articulate that. Now, we work with clients to help them articulate that that strategy, so we, we get to understand your business, we build out the strategy, we build roadmaps, here's what we're gonna deliver over the quarters, all that kind of stuff. But actually, because, of, because you are also in that that fun space of like startup. I know you're kind of like past the start like stage, but you're in that fun space of you're trying things. It's still very much like the Andy Lord show is still very much part of that brand. An agency working externally is never going to be able to translate that. So they might be able to amplify it, but they are never going to be able to like actually carry the can in its entirety. So unless you're, if you went down the agency route, you would not be able to step away from marketing in the next six months. So you would have to have somebody who's going to help you in that process. So that's like my initial thoughts, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully agree. I think there's um, there's a big thing about the messaging and, and stuff like that. And I think actually it might be quite nice because there was a comment that you made earlier, Andy, which was like, oh, a lot of this comes from my own head. You know, I have conversations for myself. You know, to sort of figure this out. If, if you have a more senior person in, they'll also be able to push back, you know, and, and sort of have conversations with you and help you refine that message. And I, I guess you don't, it, it strikes me that you don't want someone who um, you're telling what to do on a daily basis. You want someone who can just sort of take it and fly, um, you know, to a certain extent and, and sort of bump into you along the way and sort of run with you when you need to. And, and for that reason, I think it probably is 
someone in house it's someone more senior someone who can articulate and also have the basic understanding of, of marketing and also take a different perspective on the stuff that you get fed back on so like a big part will be understanding the market understanding the target market recognizing where the trends are coming from and, and stuff like that all that stuff is done at the strategy stages all that stuff is done on the fly and particularly as your business is moving so quick you know you're only going to have these folks uh, sort of recognizing these things if they're working on it properly full-time i think personally. i think also like stage of business and your personality i think it needs to be somebody who has the credentials that you believe in them off the bat because it's gonna be for your next stage of marketing it's gonna be a step change in pace right because at the moment you make decisions very very quickly you try things you move on whereas what you need to do from your marketing is actually start to go okay what are we planning for the next three months? What are we planning for the six months after that? How do we keep, like, what's our end goal? And building out those plans. And I think if you don't have somebody that you personally believe in, then waiting for the action to happen on the strategic long goal, long-term goals is going to be a challenge for you and the business. Now, an agency relationship, if like it's even more difficult to see that stuff happening because you wouldn't be sat at the desks next to the agency you wouldn't necessarily see the stuff and there would there's a lot of like that initial promise of look you are going to see the stuff in a few months and i think having having a senior head is like internally where you can say here is my vision here's the point i want you to get me to now tell me how we're going to get it we'll work on that together and once you sign off on that okay what tools do you need to deliver that so you you are they are the orchestra orchestra no the maestro in that situation where they are saying, okay, here's the marketing levers we're going to pull. And that might be, okay, now I'm going to bring in a more junior marketer who's actually going to get the 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 marketing done. Or we don't have capacity, we don't have knowledge, and we don't have the skill sets to deliver on this part of the strategy. I'm going to engage an agency for this part. Um, yeah. does, that, does that make sense so far? Uh, it does. And I think I'm sure I wasn't expecting you to say anything else, right? Uh, I don't think I was. So here's my fear. As the as the customer listening to this, everything that you said makes perfect sense. And I, like I just said, it's probably what I expected you to say. But if you just take a step out and in my world for a second, so we're on scale up rather than start up. Yeah. But it's still it's the second phase of startup, right? It's, we've got customers. We learned from my last rodeo. Let's keep using that expression um, of get things in the right order customer acquisition by brand personality has been the way it's been done first and then engaging them to work with us and helping us define our product has been like a beautiful process actually uh, and revenue starting to come in now and we can forecast six or nine months worth of revenue next year so i'm i'm sat thinking okay well what we've got is working now it's not by any means perfect but it's quite good right so I now need to make the next leap, which is to shore it up, make sure I can see revenues for 18 and 36 and so on and so forth, right? Um, so then I go and bring a marketeer and we've already established that there's a tipping point, I think, I think is what you said, right? That the more senior they become, the less hands-on they are because they like the strategy side of it. But I haven't really got the capacity for that yet financially because marketing has been me. So I've spent nothing other than, actually I spent money on PR. That wasn't cheap. Uh, so marketing has been me and then I need to step away and I need to bring somebody in to do the marketing and put a strategy in place and make it make it less about brand Andy and more about brand Crudercy. I totally get that and endorse that. 
if the first thing that they did when I hired them is say, right, the first, the next thing I need to do is I'm going to ring uh, uh, Rich at Six and Floor because they're the best that I know and they do this. My marketing budget's gone from zero <laughs> to whatever that equates to be a month, 20 grand a month now or whatever I'm in, 15, 20 grand a month. And I would look back and go, wow, that's a big leap. And so I need to do the, like the steps, do one, see that works, do the next thing, keep reinvesting. I'm very happy to reinvest in it because I'm a believer in the science. So I think it's what I thought you would say, but I'm also now sat here going, oh. <laughs> so so there, there is a third option, right? So the third option is that you still, you engage both sides. So you still bring in a marketer, you could go slightly less senior. It has to be somebody who has done some yards, understands the tool set, so you, you, you're not teaching them marketing, right? But then you engage a consultant or an agency to actually work with you to define the strategy. And so like build out a 12 month roadmap. Here's where we're gonna to get to, here's the plan. And then you give that to the marketer and say, here are the bits that you're going to execute on. Here's your plan for 12 months. This is the stuff you're gonna do. These are the KPIs we're targeting. And then you, you engage the agency or consultant every quarter as a check back, not to manage the person, but to say, okay, where have we got to? So like, here's a strategy we set out. Here's the KPIs that we were focusing on. Where are we up to against those? It's not quite hitting those KPIs. Here's the adjustment we're gonna make, or like, here's what we're gonna do. So, and do it that way. So you're actually bringing in the brain power without having the ongoing salaried cost. And you're bringing in the like the marketing doing power i think and but i still come back to i whatever angle you go i would definitely bring in a marketer who is in-house because of the way that your business is growing it's it's like for us we wouldn't have been able to, and, and joe's business as well we are businesses so that all three of our businesses are built on culture and personality in their infancy and yeah. an external entity cannot promote that in the same way that you can so you need to bring somebody in who, who from the inside is going to help promote that, but all obviously still chase like the customer acquisition KPIs. So you, I, my answer is still, you could do both, but actually you could probably do both in a slightly separate way. So use, use the agency to help with this uh, strategic side. Now, the only caveat to that is you need to be in a, a position where you work on the strategy with the consultant but then once it's agreed, you hands off it because the internal, like you, you sign off on it, that's the direction we're gonna go. And because the internal marketer, if you go slightly more junior, isn't going to have either the credentials to give you the confidence for them to be able to push back on you or the, the confidence to push back on you necessarily. So I think if you go down that route, you need to at least say, okay, for a quarter, I'm gonna let you run with this strategy I expect you to deliver, here's the KPIs. And we'll have some benchmarks in it that says, um, like board, like um, like um, like red flags. So if it goes out of these, um, these KPIs within this region, then I'm gonna step back in and we're gonna have to look at stuff. But if, as long as we're flying within this flight path, good to go. Your hands off for a quarter, you then bring in the consultant again to review where you're up to and then build it off that way. And then in, in theory, after six months, you should then be in a position where you could bring in that senior head. Wow. Joel, uh, you, you nearly said something. 
No, no, I, I, I quite like that to be honest. I, I, you know, I, I think Rich's been fairly conclusive. I, I'm almost putting my shoe, myself in the shoes of that, you know, that marketer, and, and just sort of thinking, you know, what that would be like, you know. And I, I guess, you know, I'm probably around the sort of age range of of that sort of person. You know, I'm turning thirty, you know, in in, in January. So you know, it would be that person who sort of comes in. I've done eight years, but I haven't done the fifteen or or whatever it that Rich has, you know, and or the forty that Rich has or something like that. Careful, yeah. Andy. Here's here's his pitch. He's going to put his hat in the ring for the role now. <laughs> no, I, I do not need the work. Uh, oh, <laughs> fucking hell, Joe. <laughs> Who's doing marketing for you? I want to hire them because yeah. in that case they're doing a great job. <laughs> but you know, like I, I, I fully agree, and and um, I quite like the sound of that third thing. But I do, you know, I've worked with, you know, I think you're a strong personality, Andy. You know, and I've worked with strong personalities in the past, and and you know, people like even Rich and, and I, you know, who sort of go right, we're going to do this today. You know, so that three month thing feels really important. So, you know, that would be the only thing that I could sort of reemphasize. So we, Andy, we use a um, uh, a a management model um, called EOS. So that's, and loads of agencies use it, the Entrepreneur's Operating System. And it has, it has a role at the top, which it's it's very American, but, and it makes you sound like a twat, but it's the, the role at the top is visionary. Um, and that's and the the visionary is like the ideas person, right? So you have a million ideas over and over again. One in twenty of them is a good idea. The rest of it is complete bullshit. But will take you down a tangent and could could derail the company. But so and then then the next role that you have within that is the integrator. Now the integrator is basically like the person who makes the business run, who actually takes the bullshit ideas, filters them out gives the good ideas to the company and is that like that bounce back point now i'm not i'm not suggesting you take on like a new management principle or bring on that integrator but i think what you need and this is exactly what i need as well um because we're, we're very similar in our approach to the business kind of space and like marketing and promotion is from that marketing piece you will need a bullshit filter and like for a, a marketing integrator because you need somebody who's going to say no andy andy great idea but let's just let's shelve that one for Q4 because we're focused on this bit and it's working and we'll come back to that at some point. And that's why I think you will need somebody who at some point who is that strong personality that you believe in. And that's the important bit. Like whether or not they've got the creds is one thing, but you have to have confidence that they're going to deliver on the goals for you. Um, and I think potentially bringing in a consultant to help outline the strategy that you have worked on with that consultant bringing on a marketer to deliver on that strategy and then you having the confidence to go, all right, I'll dip back into marketing in three months. And actually having the confidence as well also to sort of say, you know, for that time, Andy can also be Andy, you know, and keep on doing what you're doing because actually, you know, it's it's clearly working. Well, that would be part of the strategy though, right? So you would would initially go, okay, so we're going to start, we're going to do blogs, we're going to do webinars, all that kind of normal business as usual crap that goes on within the inbound side. but also, and on that, I would also say the kind of people you're going after are not going to read your fucking blogs. So like, don't make that your main content piece. Um, but like at the same time, make part of the strategy, Andy being Andy on LinkedIn, but just make sure it aligns, make sure that there's ways for people like we're closing that loop and the activity that you're doing is actually driving home the end goals of that strategy. Have you noticed that some of my LinkedIn posts perhaps don't fall into that category? Is that like? Yeah. But that, no, but this, 
but this is this is perfect. So this is like one of the first um, podcasts that Joe and I did was talking about that was it jab jab punch type scenario with LinkedIn, right? So if you go out to LinkedIn and you're like buy my shit, download my guide, um, like sponsor this, do all this shit. People are like, Andy's just asking me to do more stuff. So I'm just going to block him out because it's all ask, ask, ask. But if you post it, like if you mix it up and you start posting things with that is give, 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 and then you have an ask and like, and it, it should be almost like a, a five to two ratio. And I'm, I'm pulling that number out of my ass, but like it should be so much give that when you do have an ask, people pay attention to it. And I think yeah, yeah. your your posts are very good at, it's rare that you have an ask. I mean, there, there are some, but it's rare that I would go on there and be like, fucking hell, Andy is asking for another thing. It's more likely to be like, fucking hell, Andy, that's a bit close to the bone. But like, <laughs> but I think that gives you, that makes you who you are. And therefore, at this point in Credersi's journey, makes Credersi who, what Credersi is as well. And I would I would just make sure whatever strategic direction you take leans on that and but make sure that it aligns with what you're doing as well yeah I, when i when i teach my staff about linkedin just tangentially i have my sciences forgive four gives and one ask right people will forgive you for asking for one thing so i that's like kind of how i remember those metrics and it's not a science and it's not monday to thursdays given fridays ask days but it's generally be four times more generous than everybody else who's just asking and that way exactly as you said which is why we're here well i mean it's not why we're here because i then had to send a note to joe to say you know what? i haven't fucking heard anything back i actually think i said it's not like rich isn't hubspot expert and shit art in marketing so i can't imagine why you wouldn't be interested in this conversation but if you take that out of the equation <laughs> <laughs> I've covered myself in glory in our interactions, have I? Really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Andy, your space is shit, and I don't care about your question. That's pretty much your relationship with that, um, Joe. Um, and and to be fair, even even Charlie, your daughter, reached out to me and was like, "Dad, Dad is thinking about this." And I and in my defence, I went back to her and said, "Absolutely, happy to chat. Just get him to like um like throw something in the diary." So I was yeah. I was waiting for that, I, and I just I thought you know like we'll have a private discussion, and then you took it public so it's on you not me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's all your fault <laughs> so andy andy we've like talked loads there has that given you any sort of question uh, any sort of answers around your initial question it has and then i've got the million dollar question right i saw one of joel's posts the other day uh which was i'm only going to advertise on my you don't know i'm building a job board but i'm going to build a job board for marketeers kind of course mm. right jobs that have got salaries on them and mm -hmm. I, I i'm a big endorser of that by the way all of the stuff that i see about why would you not the reason that you wouldn't is because you're going to pay people more than you're paying your own staff number one or you're going to fire the guy who's on more or less to bring somebody in or all of those things right so tell the world what you're going to pay and then at least when people are applying they know what they're getting themselves in for it's a tough world out there right I genuinely have no idea none at all i'd have to just make a number up and hope i landed which is stupid Mm -hmm. For the person that we've described, that the somebody with good personality skills, somebody who can handle my insatiable appetite to be heard, uh, and dreaming up twenty ideas and one of them being brilliant. I mean, I'd like to think that it's more of a six to one for me, but whatever works for you, Rich. Um, <laughs> that, that person who can also then liaise with a brilliant uh, consultant 
and say, we're doing this. And I also have to be fleet of foot. And I also have to say, I'm on it and I love it. And I'm managing my own time and, and blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm results driven. I have no idea what that person gets paid. I know what it isn't. I know it isn't 25 grand or 30 grand. I know, it, I know it's not that. I think I know it's not that. Give me, give me a ballpark number that you think would be the sweet spot for the skills that we've described. Put yourself out there so, on your own podcast. So for that, that senior marketing role yeah. or, or, or the mid-level marketing role that works alongside the consultant? Uh, that the latter, the middle-level marketing role that works alongside the consultant, because I think as a strategy that feels that resonates well with me. Based in the north or based in the south? Based in the north, in the okay. happy, in happy camp of Manchester, ideally. Okay, so you are um, to be fa- to be frank, the recruitment world is wild at the moment because it went remote. There's like tech companies starting to dip in all over the place and all that kind of stuff. But having said that. I think you would probably get away with somebody in the mid thirties would be my guess. Yeah. What would you say, Joe? I was going to say 40. So like, you know, I think, I think you've got probably a band there between 35 to 43 ish, you know, that would sort of put you where you need to be. And do you know anybody who's prolific on LinkedIn in the world of marketing and perhaps run meetups that would mention that in one of the stories? <laughs> Where okay, so so this is this is obviously like a well listened to podcast by Joe's mom, and she'll probably tweet out at some point. Um, <laughs> where where do you want us to send people who are looking for that kind of role? Like where to can me, they? I want to talk to them. So yeah. just look um, up Andy well, Lord Crudersi on LinkedIn. Yeah, Andy Lord at Crudersi or Andy Lord on LinkedIn or. Yeah, or give them my mobile number. Don't give them my mobile number. <laughs> <laughs> Consider it done. Yeah. 07. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I don't mind. Listen, I've got I've got all the time in the world for people who cold call. I used to work in sales. Well, I still do, right? But in a in a less dignified way. I don't know whether that's true either. I used to do outreach cold calling, right? And I know how terrifying and horrible and nasty that world is. If I get a cold call, I always take the call, always. I always thank them for the time. If I can do, I like to be a little condescending with their how they approached it and some of the techniques that they used. Uh, if they're any good, I tell them I'm hiring and come and talk to me. And if they're rude and horrible, I'll tell them, just wait till you see how popular I am on LinkedIn and you're going on there. So if anyone wants to ring me, I'm totally fine with that. Not a problem at all. My number is on LinkedIn. Awesome. Sounds Andy, that good. was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Thank Thanks for being our first guest. Yeah, first guest. Thank you. Know. When does it go out? And then I can get my mum to listen. <laughs>